Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and this is... Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah. We always open up the same way. People must get so sick of listening to us. We should switch it up. But it's comfortable. Like It it's is? It's kind of our... It's our... They know they're listening to the same thing. So it's like, like a tag, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, a tag. Oh, okay. What's the other... I'm not good with words today, so I already yeah, tried we're both to tell having, you something we're else. We're both having senior moments, I think. <laughs> yeah, I tried to tell you something that was the opposite of what I was trying to tell you, so. Um. <laughs> <Yes>. It's our, <laughs> um, not tagline, but whatever, signature. That's right, yes. I guess, I like whatever. That. Anyway, well, welcome everybody, and thank you for joining us. Um so today, I'm going to say it out loud, uh, we are in episode 70.1, and mm-hmm. Jeremiah and I were just talking, we did the math, and this is our 350th episode. So I don't know, awesome. I, I have a funny feeling we might be like a world's record of like podcasts, maybe? Uh, not quite, but... Do <laughs> you think other podcasts have 350? Seriously. Others? Yeah, there's podcasts that have been going for decades, or at least a decade. Really? That have, oh yeah. Oh, see, I'm so out of the loop, I have no idea. I'm thinking there's something special. I mean, we are, because we do it five days a week. There's not many that do it five days a week. Uh, But Mm. then again, you got to consider what a podcast is. So like a lot of radio shows also count as podcasts because... They put it on a podcast after they do the show live, and so hmm. you know it's kind of like that. So I mean, all right, it's, it's well, a weird number. Anyway, well, happy anniversary, three hundred and fifty whatever episodes. It's still special. I think it's special. I think it's pretty yes. phenomenal that we. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. So no, it is. It is. Uh, you know, it would be cool if we. I don't know if we kept growing. I'm just waiting for God to make this explode. I don't know. <laughs> but it's all good. You know what? It's all in his time. Whatever right. he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm sure you are until we hear. I go by what Ray Jones told me. He says, keep doing what you're doing until you hear otherwise. That's right. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. So anyway. So welcome, everybody. That's the third time I've said it. Glad you're here listening, watching, wherever it is that you get to listen to this podcast. And we don't even know what day you're listening. Like you mentioned last Friday, you know, it could be, and I say this too, it could be, you know, a year from now. Who knows? Exactly. So we're just glad that you were able to find us and tap into us. And we're still working on getting things out there on to, we've been really diligent about posting our verse of the day. And we've been posting to Which Facebook. I finally you. got that. What's that? I said that's mostly you. You do most of those, so that you've been doing wonderful. Thank you. You know, I I do a little research before I figure out which one I want to post. And then, you know, I just feel like God leads me to whatever it is that he wants me to post. So yeah. I just didn't want to be a copycat. I wanted to do our own thing. So Right. You know, and I think it's been a good thing. It's challenging. It's, you know, it's adding a different, you know, thing. But at the same time, because I've been doing that, I haven't been diligent about posting uh, to uh, YouTube. So that kind of stalled out. So I got to get back on that. It has. But, you know, the great thing is like all of our stuff now is going on Facebook. So like all our videos are archived there now. So that's a relief too, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're getting there. We're, you know, and everything I have, and I'm sure you're the same, I've, I have it saved on a hard drive. So every video we've ever made, <laughs> except for the ones that we do together, you keep those. I keep those. Yeah, but all of yeah. mine, and eventually one day we are going to actually be in the same city, even if it's just for a short period of time, and yeah. maybe we can do a little work together so you know yeah we'll have to figure that out we will have to figure it out. i know i talked about coming in april but i don't think that's going to happen again again yeah so 
long story. Not, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's just too <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so it might be May. Uh, I don't know. Um, Sharon's son is graduating so in May, so that might be the time that I come, possibly. I'm trying to, you know, I got a lot of travel stuff going on right now between the trip next week, then um, my family reunion is in well, that's right. July, June, July. Uh-huh. I, it's just so much, you know, to try to, and the airlines are not cooperating. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Two days ago, I found tickets had gone up to Hawaii to like almost a thousand dollars. Yes, two days ago I got on Hopper and I found them for like four something, and I'm like, I can do that. That's a pretty decent uh-huh. price. Drop down again. So I started to work on that, and then I told somebody else about it, the person that wants to go the same week that we're gone. And she's like, she texted me at like seven o'clock at night, literally three hours after I told her about the prices. She goes, Lorraine, just ready to uh, buy my tickets. And the prices doubled, she said, as she went to buy her tickets. I'm like, that's whacked. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I think they are watching what you're doing. And then as soon as you're ready to buy your tickets, they're like, Pull the rug out from underneath you. It's just, it's, yeah. It's crazy. It's very crazy right now. So it is what it is. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll try to figure out. So that might be where we're going in April for Easter. Instead of going to San Antonio, we may Mm -hmm. be doing that instead. I don't know. We're on the fence. So. Sure. But you guys are going on a trip next week, right? We are. We are. Yeah. We earned ourselves a free trip, so nice. we'll take advantage of it. And just me and the wife. You're due? Nice. Yes, it's been years. It's been years since we've done something, anything, just even going out of town together, so by ourselves. So I understand. I'm, comp- I'm right there with you. Right there with you. You know, it's funny. Okay, so last Friday was senior night. So we did the whole celebration of senior night with Gabriel. Lots of comments on our Facebook page. It was really fun. But um, so my sister was with us. And so she took the pictures, whatever. In between Gabriel's game and then the senior night celebration, we went and grabbed some dinner at Chick-fil-A. One of Gabriel's friends shows up. And he's like, hi, Mrs. Montgomery, how are you doing? Hi, Mr. Montgomery, very nice kid. And he goes, now, mind you, a couple years ago, I told Gabriel, I said, if you want to invite a friend to come with us, any trip that we go to Hawaii, if they buy their ticket, they're more than welcome to come, just so that it makes it better for him, so he's got somebody to hang out with. Sure. (laughs) So this kid comes up to us, and he's, like, talking to us, and he goes, so uh, Gabe tells me that uh, he's allowed to bring a friend and I would really like to be able to come. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, I love the fact that this kid is taking charge and jumping in there. But at the same time, I'm thinking, I would never think to do that. It would just not occur to me right. to go straight to the parents about it. So the three of me, my sister and my husband, we're all three sitting there listening to this going, wow. I mean, we're all in awe that he, you know, was actually asking anyway so i was like i don't i had no problem with it i'm like absolutely i think that's a great i i think that'd be a lot of fun keep me posted let me know if you get tickets to go i haven't heard anything yet so i'm i have a funny feeling that this trip he's not going to be able to make it sure sure but i I just thought it was pretty funny how this you know young man comes up to me and just like so you think i can come on your vacation (laughs) yeah Yeah, hey What's the worst you can say? No. Well, that's the thing. And that's my philosophy always. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. if you think about, it's kind of what you were telling me earlier. You know, what's the worst thing that can possibly happen? If you're thinking that yeah. and yeah. the best happens, then you're you're golden. Exactly. So, anyway. Uh, everything else is good over by you guys? You're past the ice storm. We are. We are. It's still chilly in the morning and hot in the afternoon, so... We're in spring. Yeah. 
I like spring in San Antonio. It's hard to dress. I it dress is cars. hard to dress. Yeah, I do remember that. It was hard to figure out. We're having the same problems here, though, kind of. We got a lot of rain. See, it's been wet, but it hasn't been a lot of rain. But it's been wet. Yeah. It's weird. You know what? It's going to dry up in five minutes is what will happen. Yeah. It, it is. Like when you drive through the mountains right now, it's like this really pretty green. You know, uh -huh. everything is green everywhere. Probably by, I'm going to say, well, okay, so right now we're in in the rainy, kind of rainy season. They have May gray and then June gloom. Those are two months where it's kind of overcast all the time. Once that goes away, it is brown everywhere. Yeah. So, so the rain will go away. They say that we're yeah. getting out of the drought. They're not getting out of anything. It's going to come right back. Know. Yeah, so. All right, well, I know we're both on kind of a time crunch here. So, okay, I get these little pop-ups on the corner of my screen. I know you don't see them, but they're very distracting. <laughs> what are they? Are they like texts or emails? They're messages from the computer. This is Gabriel's computer, so whatever is attached to him, like right now I'm looking at mail has new messages. I'm like... I don't have um, mail attached to this, so I don't know where yeah. it's coming from. Kind of curious to see what he's getting. <laughs> but I won't do that. I'll respect the uh, privacy. Wow. Sort of. I would probably do it. Anyway. All right. Well, we, we really should. Uh, what'd you say? I said, oh, I'd look. You would, I look? would look? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm sort of getting over that whole helicopter mom thing. I'm just, well, your I'm, son's older. Yes. Your son is older than mine. Although, I, like, I don't grab his phone and make, I don't check it, which I probably should. I, I would at, what, how old is he, 14? 15. Yeah, I, I was still checking stuff 15. at that age. I, I started tape, tapering off probably, well... I was still checking stuff because of texting going on between him and his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of see. And they find different ways to communicate. So, if, you know, if it's not Snapchat, it's Instagram. If it's not Instagram, it's something else. There's like five different platforms, I think, that they're all on communicating with each right. other. It's exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. And I think we've talked about this, being a parent in this day and age. It really mm -hmm. is. It's too much. And if it was me, I would get rid of these phones altogether. But I am an old lady. So. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I would be I would still be checking his stuff every once in a while. I'm I'm pretty sure he's he's pretty solid and probably not, you know, but it's, but it's also that reminder, like, oh, I got to stay solid because he's going to look at my phone or she's going to look at my phone kind of thing. Yeah. And you probably have all the parental stuff on there. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not good enough with that stuff. And but there's, I tr there's ways around it. There's always back finds, doors. Yeah. He, he's good at finding back doors because he'll, he'll do things that I don't even think about when I'm trying to solve problems. He's like, well, why don't you do this? I was like... Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> they, these yeah. kids are so, um, they're so tech savvy. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me how crazy it is. And, yeah, so I I can see, I can see him being like that, you know, yeah. figuring stuff out, you know. But they do know. And when one figures it out, they pass it on to everybody else. Mm -hmm. I, I ran into that with Joshua in middle school. Some kid figured out how to go, like, it wasn't incognito. It was, like, using some kind of military software to go incognito. And I can't remember what it was, but this kid, like, downloaded onto everybody's thumb drive. 
and then you download it onto your computer. And I just happen to be like, and you know me. Remember, I used to go to you and Craig all the time trying to find out new stuff. And, you know, I was digging around and I found it. I'm like, what? what is this? You know, where did you figure this out from? And, oh, that was Robert so-and-so. He figured it out and he gave everybody the information. I'm like, dude, I, you can't do that. Yeah. My son tells me yesterday he got this... He got this 100-question paper. They're watching in history some Netflix documentary, and he's got this paper that's like 100 questions that they have to answer while watching this boring documentary. I don't even know what it's about. He's like, it's terrible, Dad. So he looks at the bottom of the paper, and I'm glad he's telling me this. He looks at the bottom of the paper sees that it's a publishing company, Googles it, and gets the answer key. What? Oh, my gosh. I was like, what? I was like, son, do it first, and then go back and check. And check your answers. Yeah. And turn check in what you yourself. did. Don't turn right. in the corrected yeah. answers. Yeah. No, and it's like, because if you turn in a hundred, like they're gonna they're they're gonna know something happened. So like even as a teacher now, you they've got to be a little bit more slick on how they do these things. And I'll tell you this: this is the thing. I know we got to get rolling, but yeah. Have you heard of Chat GPT? I've told you about that. You did tell me, and I didn't check it. I didn't. I didn't go and check to see if. Uh, well, I didn't. It's hard do to my... do now. Um. Because it, the, the the word's gotten out, it's like there's a website you go to, and basically you can tell this thing to to write anything you want in uh, the persona of anyone you want, whether it's a grade level, uh, IQ level, or it's like a celebrity. It writes it like that person's talking. So, because I've tried to go there and I can't now, you got to get on a waiting list, and it's it's incredible. Uh, my son got on it and got notes to write a paper <laughs> for, for for history class. He he told it he needed notes about whatever event so that he could write a paper from it. And he gave him notes, and I said, son, like, look, I'm glad you're smart enough to figure this out, but you can't turn in something like that because it's not going to sound like you. <laughs> he's, a, he's in ninth grade. He's a freshman. He says, yeah, Dad, I asked it to write it as a seventh grader, so it'll sound more like me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Smart kid. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, look, just don't, please don't get caught. You know, (laughs) don't get caught. Don't get caught. So... I don't know. Rich Taylor doesn't really write papers at this point, it, except that he was writing for his uh, college application. So I hope that he did not do that. Yeah, it's I think hard to he do wrote his. I think he wrote his because because Joshua, being the literature major that he oh, is, oh, that's right. Yeah, he hopefully helped tweak him a little bit. So I, we'll see. I don't know. It's crazy, but anyway, yes, we do need to dive in. I know we can sit here and chit chat all day long, so. Well, uh, I guess I'll open up in prayer. Yeah, we're a little off our game here, being two weeks out, but yeah, we'll start with prayer, and then we, uh, and then you can give them your verse of the day for friends and family day, right? I can do that. I picked one out, and then we'll. And then we'll start reading. So go ahead and pray. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, Comforter, we come before you uh, now and uh, we give you praise. We give you blessings. We give you worship, Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, my prayer today uh, is always for our listeners and and for Lorraine and I and our our family and friends, Lord. And my prayer is... um, for comfort, uh, for whatever's going on in our lives, Lord. We all, uh, life is moving rather quickly, it seems to us, and 
I know that we have our ups and their downs and uh, your comfort is, is amazing and it brings a calmness to us as well. So that comfort and calmness, Lord, because uh, I know I need it when I'm in my lows. I need it when in my highs uh, as a reminder that you're still in control and to, to trust you, Lord. Um, I pray that uh, those that are on this journey with us, Lord, they, I pray a blessing over them and their families, Lord, that they continue to, to grow in this journey, Lord. And, uh, not just in the relationship with you. I think that's the number one thing is we're helping people read the word so that they can know you and love you and allow you to strengthen them so that they can then go out and share your word, Lord, and, and they can go out and further the kingdom. I know that as Christians, uh, because we're human, sometimes our priorities get out of whack uh, and we want to do this or that and we think this should be prioritized and that. But uh, I pray a reminder that as followers of Christ, as children of God, that what our purpose is, is to further your kingdom, to spread your mm-hmm. word throughout the world and uh, be your light to those that are in the dark. Uh, so that's my prayer for us, Lord, for all of us that are on this journey with you and that we remember it's your kingdom that is important. No matter what country, state, city we live in, that uh, the kingdoms of the world are here, but yours is the kingdom, Lord, and you sit on that throne. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, sending Jesus to die for our sins, Lord. Uh, we couldn't be a part of this uh, without him and that his blood has sanctified us and justified us so that we can be in your presence and you can you can share your love and your light so that we can further your kingdom, Lord. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So... Okay. I'm going to do the verse of the day that uh, I picked out and it is Isaiah 66 verse 13 and if I knew how to scroll there he is <laughs> I couldn't find the chapter. we're hanging we're hanging <laughs> I know you're hanging on verse 13 so the last chapter in Isaiah verse 13 um, it's a prophet of God and he's talking, uh, God's talking through him and to the people of, uh, Jerusalem and God says, uh, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. And mm-hmm. so he's just reminding the people that, you know, uh, a lot of us have fond memories of our mom, whether she's tough or soft. Um, there, there are times in all of our lives we're like, wow, we just need some comfort. And so the Lord is saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm like a mother. I will be able to comfort you in your sorrow and your pain and I'll walk through this together with you. So Hmm. family and friends verse of the day. That's a good, that's a good, uh, good choice there, Bubba. You know, uh, I don't know if I said this, uh, anytime this week or if I was talking to my friend Sharon I can't remember so if I'm repeating myself uh, I apologize to those who are out there but I was on Facebook and my niece posted something about a friend of hers was saying uh, she did something does this make me a bad mom and I don't know what it was you know I, I, I put my daughter in the corner whatever it was you know and I don't think people do that anymore I did but uh, anyway, so my niece, I don't know if this was her uh, wisdom or if she had read it somewhere, but she posted back, good mom, no, bad moms don't ask whether they're a good mom or not. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? It's like bad moms don't care. Right. And so... Obviously, you must be a good mom because you're checking yourself to see, am I being a good mom? That is great. I love it. I know. That's what I said when I read that. Like, I had to think about it. 
when she yeah. said bad moms don't ask whether they're a good mom or a bad mom. <laughs> I'm like, that's true because bad moms don't care. So I'm like, yep. I do care, so I must be a good mom. But we're good moms who've made mistakes. Yes. Yes. So and you know what I, I think, though, a part of that is, though, is admitting to your mistakes. Um, yeah. That yes. Helps, that helps a lot with the relationship with our kids. Like, we've told them, like, oh, man, we messed up on that one. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, so that is, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I like that. I know. So you can tell. So, and I think it goes both ways with moms and dads. It's not just solely, but you brought up moms in your Bible verse. So I thought that's a good, good point, you know, to bring up. So, so if you're a mom and you're questioning or your dad questioning, whether you're a good parent, you must be a good parent because you're questioning it. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. (laughs) Something just happened here. (laughs) It should not. I know you couldn't hear it. I haven't eaten anything today. I've had coffee, so like whatever is going on. Anyway, okay. So if you're it. if you're listening, you must think I'm a wackadoodle. If you're watching, you're thinking she's a wackadoodle. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Ask my husband. I am a wackadoodle. So all right. Today is a long verse, so we're going to go ahead and dive in. I have not highlighted previously, so, um, and in the last three or four days, I haven't really been highlighting a lot because it's all about uh, God giving instructions on the building of the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant, so now we're going into, what's that? I was going to say, it's hard to read and highlight at the same time. I did realize that last week. It, it is. That's why I traditionally I try to pre-read it before I start recording just so I can, you know, have an idea yeah. of what uh, I'm getting. But I didn't get to do that today. So this is going to be kind of a sort of flying by the seat of my pants here. Um, so I mentioned, I think yesterday, we're going to be talking about the priests. And it may mention it. I'm not sure if it does or not. But I believe... The priests are the Levites, the tribe, they're the tribe of the Levites, right? Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. So episode 70.1, and this is Exodus chapter 28. Clothes for the priests. Call for your brother Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel so they may minister to me and be my priests. Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. These are the garments they are to make, a chest piece, an ephod, a robe, a patterned tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear when they serve me as priests. So give them fine linen cloth, gold thread, and blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Design of the ephod. The craftsman must make the ephod of finely woven linen and skillfully embroidered Embroider it with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It will consist of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash will be made of the same materials, finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the tribes of Israel. Six names will be on each stone arranged in the order of the births of the original sons of Israel. Engrave these names on two stones in the same way a jeweler engraves a seal. Then mount the stones the stones in settings of gold filigree. Shall I wait? Are we good? Yeah. Okay. Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that Aaron
represents the people of Israel. Aaron will carry these uh, names on his shoulders as a constant reminder whenever he goes before the Lord. Make the settings of gold filigree, then braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree set settings on the shoulders of the ephod. Design the chess piece. When I'm sorry, then with great skill and care, make a chess piece to be worn for seeking a decision from God. Make it to match the ephod using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Make the chess piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row will contain a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. The third row will contain an orange jacinth, an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth row will contain a blue-green beryl, an onyx, and a green jasper. All these stones will be set in gold filigree. Each stone will represent one of the twelve sons of Israel, and the name of that tribe will be engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chess piece to the ephod, make braided cords of pure gold thread. Then make two gold rings and attach them to the top corners of the chess piece. Tie the two gold cords to the two rings on the chess piece. Tie the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chess piece next to the ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the ephod. Below the shoulder pieces, just above the knot, where the decorative sash is fastened to the ephod. Then attach the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings on the ephod with blue cords. This will hold the chest piece securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that the that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. Insert the Urim and Thummim into the sacred chess piece so they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will always carry over his heart the objects used to determine the Lord's will for his people whenever he goes in before the Lord. Additional clothing for the priests. Make the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue cloth with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. Reinforce the opening with a woven collar so it will not tear. Make pomegranates out of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attach them to, to the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. The gold bells and pomegranates are to alternate all around the hem. Aaron will wear this robe whenever he ministers before the Lord, and the bells will tinkle as he goes in and out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. If he wears it, he will not die. Next make a medi I'm sorry, next make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words Holy to the Lord. Attach the medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban where it must remain. Aaron must wear it on his forehead so he may take on himself any guilt of the people of Israel when they consecrate their sacred offerings. He must always wear it on his forehead so the Lord will accept the people. Weave Aaron's patterned tunic from fine linen cloth. Fashion the turban from this linen as well. Also make a sash and decorate it with colorful embroidery. For Aaron's sons, make tunics, sashes, and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. Clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with these garments and then anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so they can serve as my priests. Also 
make linen undergarments for them to be worn next to their bodies, reaching from their hips to their thighs. These must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform their priestly duties. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants after him. That was quite the mouthful. That is, and this is where, like, I, I, I think personally, like, I, I lack, because I know everything in here, like, has a greater meaning, like all the different colors and stuff, and I just, I, don't, I haven't studied enough, and I, I don't know what, something, you know, all these things represent something specific, and I don't know what they are. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, this is, I think, this is the part, this is where people start to drop off. I think they all have good intentions to read the Bible through and through, but when it starts getting to this, this is where, and I, I'm guilty, I'm, I'm putting myself in that group as well. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've started reading the Daily Walk Bible, trying to do, you know, the daily readings according to their way. And they give you like three to four chapters sometimes to read, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think this is where people start to drop off. Let me just say, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, but Leviticus is like this and more. And it's very repetitive. So I am praying over everybody to hang in there because yeah. it, it gets better. And you get, as you get further into it, um, then you start getting more of the, uh, the, the historical stories that are going on. But, yeah. you know, Leviticus, which is, you know, it's about the Levites, the priests, and the rules. And you've got Numbers and Deuteronomy, your first five books of the Bible. It's, it's going to be... a good basis, though. Well, and I say, that's why we only do one chapter. Yeah. You know, and, and we keep saying that over and over again. It's one chapter, uh, you know, because... I think it's easier, quote unquote, easier to do. And, and, you know, we can pick out, there's, there's a couple of little things that I've picked out in here that I think can, we can relate to and use. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start because I only did like little, like you said, little mini highlights here and there. So yeah. why don't you start? Well, my first highlights in verse three where he instructs all the skilled craftsmen who I've filled with the spirit of wisdom. Hmm. I highlight the spirit of wisdom. So that's, you know, again, the, the, the Holy Spirit's showing up, right, in the Old Testament. And um, they'll be able to create something that the whole purpose of this chapter, it seems like, is this is all ornate and everything. But it's, it's right here. It's to set the priest apart. Like these yeah. are the priests that are going to represent you before me. And so they have to be different and they have to be dressed a certain way because of of how holy God is. It's like, these are the people that I'm assigning to do this. And this is why they have to look this way. I, yeah. I, I, I highlighted that as well. I even highlighted in one, uh, where I, I highlighted my priest, but I think it kind of goes back. You should, like you said, set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel so they may minister to me and be my priests. Right? Yeah. I think that exactly. when you said set them apart, that was a that was the that's the key word there. Mhm. And we a reminder, this is God speaking to Moses, everybody out there listening, right. you know, this is God's instructions just to, you know, just to put that back in there. Um You have to be he, Moses had well obviously he wrote the first five books but you got to be quite the the, the note taker uh, there's yeah. a lot of specific there <laughs> so yeah. Moses for being able well, to uh, jot all this down well I'm and you know it's funny because uh, I think a couple of chapters back I think he even said I'm writing this down or something like that he, there was like something that right. like you know pinged on me that said Okay, this guy is like actually like journaling, 
you know, they always talk about we should be journaling our yeah. lives and we should, you know, and he did journal for five books, basically. Yeah. So, and, and again, was any part of it was, I, I, it just comes to mind, like, was any part of it like, oh, wait, can you repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have been in on those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so I didn't do anything again till nine. What about you? Well, I mean, I highlighted the colors, the gold and blue and purple and scarlet, because I know they're significant and I know yeah. there's a, a reason. I don't know what it is, um, but I highlighted it there. Okay. That's cool. So down in five. Yes. Uh, six. I know it says oh. down in five too, but I, I highlighted it in six. Okay. That's cool. I'll highlight that as well. Okay, and then what else did you get? Uh, I got the end of 10, which you said you had 9, right? So it's kind of along those same lines. I did. I highlighted, uh, you know, take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the tribes of Israel. So yeah. how big are those stones? That's what I'm trying to figure out because those stones are going to be put... And let me just say this. I don't know what an ephod is, and I don't know if it says it in the uh, little bylines down there. I'm not well, sure this what is they... where, this is where others can go into a deeper study of it. Cause I know there's tons yeah. of information on this chapter alone and what, I mean, they have recreations of what it would look like. Um, you can find that on the internet and you can really get into how big the onyx stones were. Yeah. Uh, what the colors meant and what they represented. So there are studies that go way, way deep into this. Yeah, and we could be here all day, you know, talking about it. So I, yeah. I see. Yeah, I agree. Um, so uh, six names on each stone arranged in the order of the births of the original sons of Israel. And uh, I also highlighted uh, these names on the two stones in the same way a jeweler engraves a seal. I don't know why that just popped at me, uh -huh. but it did. I just did that. And then I said, uh, and then this is a reminder that Aaron represents the people of Israel. So yes. it's setting Aaron ahead. He's like the head priest. Right. He's, you know, like, and for lack of a better way to describe it, he's like, like the Pope of the day. Right. Right. So yeah. that's the only, that's, that's a way for some people to relate to it. I think. What else did you get? Uh, well, I highlighted there the, the births of the original sons of Israel. Just the, the birth order comes to mind. It's a, that's a, a theme throughout the Bible, too. Is So there's, you know, there is something to birth order. Yeah, and, yeah. Because it's always a hot topic when you, especially when you have multiple kids, you're like, you know, you, you realize that there are certain traits that, that go along with that birth order. Mm. I agree. Um, I didn't do anything again till. 15? Oh, yeah. I didn't do anything till 29. Oh, okay. I did do 29, too. But the only thing I said, the, then the great skill and care, then with great skill and care, make a chess piece to be worn for seeking a decision from God. So there's like, he, God's actually putting a reason behind mm -hmm. the pieces that they're making. It's not just like willy-nilly, you know, you're just going to buy a shirt, a shirt and a tie. You know, there's a reason for him to be wearing this, and it's for seeking the decision, a decision from God. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then 29, what did you get there? So uh, in this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sac sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. It's just significant that Aaron, like you mentioned earlier, Aaron's the head priest. He's going into the Holy of Holies. And um, this piece, again, it's, it's with a purpose. It's to remind him and the people of Israel he's going before the Lord because he represents the people. He's the one that's yeah. been chosen to go in. Because you know, we'll, we'll find out later that no one else can enter the Holy of Holies and they'll be struck dead. Right. Because it, I think because of the, the realization of like why you're going in that place. Yep. 
so that chess piece is to help remind Aaron or the head priest to say, look, I'm going in on behalf of the people to commune with God. So it's, it's a, that's why it's holy. It's because it's a communication thing. You can't just walk in and do whatever you want. It's, there's, right. a, there's a purpose to that, to that meeting and that meeting place. That's right. Good stuff. Good explanation. Um, I didn't do anything else on that page. I didn't do, do anything until 35-ish. Okay, I'm at 36. Okay. So it says, like you said, uh, Aaron will wear this robe whenever he ministers uh, before the Lord, and the bells will tinkle as he goes in and out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. If he wears it, he will not die. I like that. So, if they I stop don't, ringing. I don't. <laughs> Does it, do, they, do they tie a rope? To the head priest eventually is that I think that's mentioned later isn't it to like if they die they can pull them out you know I it sounds familiar but I don't think we'll find that out until probably Leviticus yeah so yeah. we'll tight to that thought <laughs> and remind us um, I highlighted in 36 only, uh, holy to the Lord. That's the only Me words. Too. Yeah. I like that. It's a seal. So we must be right. So we're both highlighting yeah. the same thing. <laughs> we're agreeing on that. Yeah. And then I jumped down to 40. What about you? I did 38. And, okay. And, and 38 here says Aaron must wear it on his forehead. So he may take on himself any guilt of the people of Israel. When they consecrate their sacred offerings, he must always wear it on his forehead so the Lord will accept the people. So, like, this is the foreshadowing of Jesus because Jesus takes on the guilt of the people. He takes on the sin of not just Israel, but the entire world for all time. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I, that's very insightful. I did not catch that. Yeah. And so, you know, Jesus is the final offering. And, you know, he didn't. Oh, he had the crown of thorns. Um, right. So I wonder if there's some way that that connects. But, you know, he he wore it and he he made the sacrifice. And, you know, he didn't put bells on. He actually died, you know, before the Lord. So it was yeah. something to take that much sin from all of us for all eternity and, and provide that offering. Yep. So, uh, just to be clear, we're not saying that Aaron, we're not equating Aaron to Jesus. We're not saying Aaron was Jesus. We're just saying no. this is like a symbolism, symbolic of. Yes, yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we just want, I don't want anybody coming back and, you know, typing on our Facebook page, you know, you're saying Aaron's Jesus. It's like, no, we're not saying that no, at no, all. No, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then 40, um, for Aaron's sons, make tunic, tunic sashes and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. So he's not just doing it just for Aaron. Mm -hmm. It's for all the priests to be set aside. And then consecrate them so they can serve as my priests. Uh, I think that's just, you know, putting a blessing on them, basically. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And, you know, and some Christian beliefs, like, your priests still wear, like, I know a lot of different will wear that white collar, whether it's Catholic or, uh, I know. Episcopalians. Yeah. They wear the yeah. collar and that's, that's to set them apart. Like that's someone that's supposed to be a representation for God and yes, um, filled with the Holy spirit and, and there to give counsel or whatever it may be. Uh, just as his sons, you know, his sons weren't going into the Holy Holies, but they had to be more than just Aaron. Aaron couldn't do everything for everybody. So it's these others that have been set apart to also further the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. And anything else? I did the very last line. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants after him. Mm-hmm. But I guess you should do the whole 43, maybe. Well, I think, yeah. 
These must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform their priestly duties. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants. So, you know, God's got rules. That's basically what it's coming down to. And I've said it almost every day. He's got rules. He's a God of order, you know, God of details. And he is very specific, you know, and, and he wants to make sure that they're being, you know, to the letter, that they're following all these instructions. Right. And, and it's, it's a reminder. It's And it's not to say I just want rules, but it's like you represent the people. You represent such a personal aspect of what comes between a God and his people. So you've got to be you got to you got to do it cuz you're holding such a high place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's it, right? Yeah. So we're going I'm going to say it again. Uh you know, if there's things in here that you're not understanding as a listener, uh you know, go back. Uh you know, there's there are um there's books, there's study guides, there's mm-hmm. What are they? Concordances. Uh, there's a whole plethora of of uh, books out there that can help you to study all this stuff if you're that interested to you know get a little more information about it. Um, we just don't have time to dive into that right now, so it is what it is. So, so that's it. Uh, but uh, we are in that moment. Uh, speaking of Jesus being in the Old Testament again, uh, if you have not made uh, a decision for Jesus. We always give everybody the opportunity. And I know this sounds repetitive, and I know obviously we've done this for 350 uh, episodes, uh, but, and I thought about this the other day, I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't do it every day. Maybe I should just do it once a week. But I thought, you know what? I don't think so, because today is your day. Maybe today is your day. And if I didn't say the prayer for you and you didn't do it, you know, not that I think that, Jeremiah and I are the catalyst here. This is all about you and your decision as a listener. Um, But if I don't at least say the prayer that you feel led to say, I'm dropping the ball. And I don't want to do that. Am I right, Jeremiah? Uh, 100%. 100%. Okay. So so we're going to lead you in this prayer between you and God. Uh, If you feel like God is leading you to uh, become a, a Christ follower, Uh, I say, by all means, jump right in and become one because don't ignore God (laughs) what he's telling you to do. And God doesn't want to be ignored. So So I'm not going to delay. We're going to go ahead and pray the uh, prayer of salvation. Uh, And if you're a believer, say it along with because you can always reaffirm what you believe in. So let's let's dive in and pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of our sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Uh, Jeremiah and I always uh, encourage you to write this somewhere down on a calendar, in your phone calendar, in your Bible. It's always good to go back to your Bible. Uh, But today's your new day and birthday in Christ, and um, it's a new life. So uh, get to a church, get to a pastor, uh, you know, find out the answers to your questions if you have any, and get involved. Start getting involved uh, as a new person. person in Christ. So, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Jeremiah will be happy to tell you how you can communicate with us. You can always email us, Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org and Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. If you're watching this on Facebook, you can comment on the video or send us a message. Uh, If you see us through Instagram, definitely reply. Uh, You can still send a message through Instagram as well. We get all of them. We read them. And uh, we respond as quickly as we can. Absolutely. And we've gotten messages. We've gotten some comments and some good, some bad. And uh, that's okay. You know, yep. everybody's got an opinion on their their thoughts and whatnot. So, 
but we're just happy to be here and uh, able to read into the uh, into the world God's word, just like we we said from the very beginning. So it's been fun. 350 episodes. It's been fun doing this, and uh, we're going to continue doing it, like we said, until we hear otherwise. So that's right. That's right. So. Um, now, I know we talked a little bit at the top of the hour, but uh, we've got just a few minutes. We can probably chit-chat if you want to about the little things. Sure, we can take a few minutes. We do have a few minutes. Uh, we were talking about um, Valentine's Day earlier. We were talking about uh, how we were, when we dated our spouses, uh, maybe we can, what's, what's your best date? What, what do you think you can remember? What is your best date? Not just necessarily oh. for Valentine's Day. Best date. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, like, you know, I, I think one of the things, you know, it's, it's so funny. We don't, we don't specify a date night anymore because it's kind of weird. Like, cause we do actually do a lot of things together where we've, we've been given the opportunity where. Um, at this point in our life, we're like, if we go out to dinner, I mean, we do a lot, just me and her, because our kids are older. And so every opportunity, whether even if it's to the grocery store, or to Sam's or to, you know, whatever, I mean, that's like a date night for us because it's, it's alone time. And Yeah. But specific, I don't know. Do you have one in mind? Because I got to think about that. We so I... I know we didn't. I know we didn't. We kind of, I kind of threw that out at you. Uh, so I think um, that when we were first dating, Rich and I, um, he didn't have a lot of money, and uh, so our dates were typically free stuff if we could. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so we went like I remember the first time we went. Uh, we went to. Uh, I was living in Jackson. We were living in, not together, but we were in Jacksonville, Florida. And St. Augustine uh, is very close where the first uh, fort was the first. It was like, it's like the oldest city in the United States. And uh, so we went to the fort. We hung around. We, I think it was the 4th of July. We watched the fireworks. Um, you know, it was just, he brought a little, you know, cooler full of, you know, food or whatever. I mean, cheap cheap date <laughs> because we couldn't afford anything else <laughs> so you know those were our i think early dates you have to kind of be a little uh, uh -huh. have a good imagination to figure things out uh i think uh we're kind of like you are now uh you know you go through um stages you have your when you're first dating you're trying to impress each other you're trying to you know figure each other out then you decide whether or not you're going to get married. You get married. Then all of a sudden you've got kids. Well, 25 years of having kids is you, you have to figure out a way to have date night. And they always say that. Um, yeah, we, very important. It is very important. So date night is huge. We used to do it when we were in San Antonio and we had a network. Uh, we, I had people who would watch the boys for us. But then when... Later on, when I was living by myself, obviously, with the kids, when Rich was out here, not a lot of date nights going on. And when he would come in for the weekend, it was us together as a family. So, again, not a right. lot of dates. So, we didn't have a lot of date nights. But now, like you said, we're getting back to it. And mm -hmm. you got to figure out what it is you guys can do together because... You know, you're going to be together for once the kids are empty nesting, you know. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Exactly. We'll have a cleaner house. Um, I was thinking about, uh, uh, I think our first date would have been the date. That's the one that really always sticks out in my mind. Because what's interesting is, so we started dating in high school. But... Prior, our first date was prom. And prior to that date, I think I said specifically one sentence to my wife beforehand. Like, we didn't hang out. We didn't really – I mean, I knew who she was and she knew who I was, but we weren't in the same group of friends. And it wasn't a very big school. 
but she just wasn't part of that. And so, and, 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 and even what I said wasn't very nice, but, um, <laughs> I, I didn't even look at her as someone that I could date until a friend of mine said, well, cause we were looking for prom dates and he said, why don't you ask Cassie? I was like, Oh, and then it kind of like dawned on me like, wow, yeah, that would be a great idea because you know, you know, people in high school and you know how they are. Yeah. Um, I'm quite lucky that she even went to prom with me because I was the one time I was kind of rude. Um, <laughs> so I told her, so this is in the nineties, right? And she wore a green Bay jacket, big puffy jacket. I don't know if you remember those big white puffy with the team on it. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was saying. But being a stupid teenage boy, I say, you know, you wear that out in public, you'll get shot. Little did I know, little did I know that that night, her church group was going to a low-income apartment complex to minister, which is known for violence and things like that. So that's like a double bad, like double. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. But at that time, I didn't think, oh, wow, I don't, I'm never going to date her, let alone marry her. Right. But, <laughs> Does she yeah. remember that comment? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was her memory of me. <laughs> but what was so great is that night was a really good night, and we clicked. Like, from that date, like, something was clicked. And it took yeah. me longer to realize it, but it, it all just kind of clicked. It was like, man, that's. And we've grown since then, you know, we've grown together and our personalities they haven't changed, but you know, you kind of, the things you like kind of change or whatever, but it's like, it's amazing that we've grown together and, and had an amazing life from, from high school. So that's uh, that, those are rare. They're really rare, uh, entities. Um, yeah. my sister's the same way. She, she's known her husband since they were in elementary school. And then they were dating in high school and then they were separated in college and, you know, they did the whole gamut. So, you know, yeah. I watch, uh, I'm watching Gabriel with his little girlfriend and, you know, they became friends in junior year and yeah, who knows what God's got in store for them. I've told you this. I pray for my kids, Rebecca. That's what I keep praying right. for because, right. you know, you want whoever God has chosen for you to be that person that person, especially for your children. So, yeah. uh, I hope that, you know, both of my boys are dating very nice ladies right now. Sweet, sweet girls. And I, I hope that this is who God has picked them, you know, picked out for them. I hope that, you know, and if not, God will make it clear, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you might, you might be dating your Rebecca or maybe not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but right. Anyway, dating is fun. Enjoy it. You know, and let me just say, uh, I've I've had those uh, foolish comments uh, pointed in my direction many times over the last couple of years. So <laughs> sometimes, and you know what, I've said dumb stuff too. It, yeah. it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So everybody makes up makes mistakes. They say things they don't mean to say, or they say it in the wrong way. Yeah. You know. I guess first impressions don't really count. First impressions, what? Don't really count. <laughs> no, they don't. You got to get, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, I think I've told you, I, I don't, I don't re really remember when Rich walked into my office in the apartment complex. He does, but I don't. Yeah. I still have the dress that I wore that day. I keep it just, oh, wow. this is funny. I kept that dress, but my sister convinced me to give away my wedding dress. Am I crazy or what? I wasn't thinking. I gave away my wedding dress. Why do you want your wedding dress? Why do you want your wedding dress? Well, for um, so many times, uh, girls, when they get married, will use their mother's wedding dress as part of their uh, display, not oh, not as way. a not to wear yeah. it because you never wear your mother's wedding dress ever. 
Yeah, I, it's sitting in her dad's closet at his house. Yeah. Why, why, why do you have it? Well, I thought the girls may want it someday. They don't. No. No, but no. they, but let me just say this, like at the, at the, uh, like I've seen people do, um, so they'll do for maybe dress. the, huh? I said, I'm going to bury her in that dress. Oh, no. Sometimes like at the, um, not the reception, but at the rehearsal dinner. You set up like a display and you might have like both moms uh, wedding dresses set up and their wedding pictures. And then, you know, in between you put like the, the pictures of the couple getting married, you know, sometimes, not all the time. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe she'll wear it for our 25th anniversary. Maybe. Maybe I couldn't squeak into it if I wanted to right now. So. Yeah. She's working on it. She, yeah. Me too. I'm trying to get back there. I did I did good. I know we have to get going, but I, you know what? Um, I did my 10,000 steps yesterday, so I was really happy about that. Very nice. Yeah. So I've started I working out. I, st I started doing physical therapy f to try to get rid of this neck pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not working so much, but it's only been a couple of days, so I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep doing keep it. Keep going. Keep going. So... Well, anyway, all right. Well, we got to get going. I know you got work to do. I've got stuff going on back over here. So uh, thank you to everybody for taking time out of your day. We don't know what time of day it is or what day it is, period. Uh, but we're glad that you're able to carve out a little bit of time to listen to us. Uh, so uh, thank you and take care. Have a good weekend. And I'll see you on Monday. I'll see you next week.